Gabby Petito's parents are suing Brian Laundrie's parents. They say the Laundries knew Brian killed Gabby and helped him escape. Had the Laundries turned Brian in and assisted authorities, would the outcome have been different? Christy and Katie investigate. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. You're back. I'm back. Yay. Yes. You look like you got a little sun. Oh boy. You know, oh, of course, Whitey's from Idaho, you know, we're not used to sun, <laughs> but uh, I was in Tucson here. all of last week watching my daughter play uh uh, college softball, which was a blast. It was a wonderful time. The girls did great. Like I have nothing but great things to say. And I was careful about sunblock the whole week because I knew if I wasn't, I was going to pay for it until the last day. And I lost my sunblock like a dumbass. Mm. And <laughs> don't worry though. I found it now. It's fine. <laughs> now that you don't need it, mm-hmm. you're back home where you definitely don't need it. One day, man, I fried my face. Yeah. And You've my got part. the start of your yearly raccoon eyes raccoon from your sunglasses. Eyes, yep, <laughs> I know. I'm so mad. I was trying really hard to prevent that, but here we are. So anyway, but yeah, I had a great week, but I'm glad to be back. You know, it's it's weird to take a week away from your life. And yet, you know, the whole time I was out, I'm reading true crime stuff <laughs> because what else do I do? When you search for true crime all the time, that's what shows up everywhere you look, you know? Right, and so. Right. Anyway, this week uh, is an interesting one for us because all of our cases have been pre-planned for close to a week, you know, because of of events happening in the world. And anyway, so here we are. So, yeah, I'm excited about our our, uh, case today. I feel like this is a really important one. I am too. And and this is kind of a special report. So we don't have any extra segments today because we just want to focus on this topic. Mm Mm-hmm. So as many of you know, if you, you know, have been paying attention at all lately. If you're here on planet Earth, you've probably heard that Gabby Petito's parents are suing Brian Laundrie's parents. So back in August of this year, Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie were on a van adventure across the United States. Uh, Gabby was murdered by Brian. We know that because he left a note that, um, he admitted to this after he, before he took his own life, mm-hmm. but, um, he killed her and left her body in Grand Teton National Park, which is mm-hmm. not very far from us. And so we picked this case up very early on because it was happening near us when mm-hmm. still, when the search for her was on. Yeah. And, you know, y'all know how this went. They found her body Mm -hmm. and he went missing Mm -hmm. in a nature reserve in Florida. And he was missing for like six weeks, six, eight weeks. And then his body was found. He had confessed in a written note and had taken his own life. Mm -hmm. And it's been, is just a very tragic story, but it's brought a bunch of things to light 
mm-hmm. one of which is, you know, the the extreme news coverage that this case got yeah. and and highlighting that, you know, little blonde white girls have a tendency to get a lot of attention mm-hmm. when people of other colors don't always get that much attention. And so mm-hmm. we've been talking about that for a while. But something else that has come up, and that's what we want to talk about today, is that it was believed and now pretty well confirmed that Brian Laundrie's parents knew what he had done almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And they assisted him in returning home and abandoning Gabby's body in Grand Teton National Park. And then he disappeared and they would not say to the police or to Gabby's family what had happened or where he was. They Mm -hmm. appeared to be covering for him for a long period of time. Or where Gabby was. Or where Gabby was. Yeah. For a while there. So we wanted to talk about sort of juxtapose this with what happened with Brian Laundrie and his parents versus some other people who commit crimes and how their family members handled it. Because the, the laundry's very clearly covered for Brian in every way possible for mm-hmm. as long, long after his death mm-hmm. covered for him. And I, let me give you a little timeline. This is, this is what's being alleged in the lawsuit by Gabby's uh, parents. It's believed that Brian killed Gabby in Wyoming on August 27th of 2021. And that Brian then told his parents what he had done the next day on August 28th. He spoke with them several times, apparently around that time that his parents were also speaking with their attorney, Stephen Bertolino. And Brian didn't leave Wyoming until August 30th. So his parents knew at least that he had killed her, whether they knew exactly where or mm-hmm. where her body was. We don't know that for sure. Allegedly, but, according to the Petitos. Right. This is according to the Petitos. This is what their lawsuit is alleging, that they knew these things. They did not turn Brian in to the mm-hmm. authorities. He was in Wyoming until the 30th. They knew on the 28th. Like, yeah. they could have called the police. Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they assisted him in him um, driving cross country back to them using her money, Gabby's mm-hmm. money. And the whole time that that was happening, he was using her phone to communicate with him. So it looked like they were communicating and also to communicate with her mother mm-hmm. to make it look like she was still alive. Yeah. And even after the Petitos begged the Laundries to tell them what they knew, they didn't. Mm -hmm. They put out a public statement around the 1st of September that said, you know, we hope that Gabby is found safely, even though they knew their son had killed her. Mm -hmm. And they basically let Brian disappear, waited three days, then reported to the police that he was missing. This is after Gabby's body was found. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know now is that he went right into that reserve and wrote a note mm-hmm. that he'd done it himself. and yeah. killed himself, but they didn't find his body for many weeks. Yeah. So all of this went a very certain way 
after the fact. And it could have gone a different way. It didn't have to go like this. And Katie, you and I were both mothers. We have sons in their early 20s. We've talked about this a lot, that if our sons came to us and said Mm -hmm. this happened, there is no way in hell we wouldn't have turned them in. No. And nobody knows exactly how they're going to respond to something like this. Nobody knows. Right. But as parents, your responsibility to your kid goes beyond protecting them and saving them. Right. But also as parents, watching what Gabby's family went through, how Gabby lived with the laundries for a year. Right. For a year. And she was engaged to their son. The disrespect. That apparently meant nothing. To right. Them. The disrespect of her and her family blows me away. But also, mm-hmm. what have you been teaching your son? Well, it's pretty clear. Pretty clear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That the other thing that you have to consider in this is that Brian Laundrie was very obviously in crisis himself. Yeah. And he came home and not long after he got home, he took his own life. Mm-hmm. Would Brian Laundrie be alive today? He might be in jail and facing murder charges, but he wouldn't be dead. Yeah. Had they turned him in. You know, like all of this could have gone a completely different way. And Mm -hmm. you had the great idea of looking into some other cases in which family members did turn their family member in. We thought it would be interesting to kind of compare outcomes Mm -hmm. and see, like, how could this have happened better? Even at, you know, even, you know, not even trying to prevent Gabby's death. There was no possibility of that. Brian's death could have been prevented, however, and some justice for Gabby and Gabby's family could have happened. Mm -hmm. And so, Katie, tell us a little bit about what have you found as far as other situations where family members did, in fact, report their own family? Sure. So let's talk about Blake Lammers. This is Blake. Blake Lammers was mentally ill and he had been for a long time and as a teenager his parents had desperately tried to get him help. Blake had done quite a few really violent things uh, including uh, hold a knife to his sister, uh, threatened to put a blow up one of his teacher's cars, uh, had a scary incident at a Walmart with a butcher knife. He told his parents he was found in Walmart holding a knife, watching a back door or back room, watching for an employee to go back there. And his plan was to follow them back there with the knife. Ooh. And yeah, he'd done a lot of stuff and they had been desperately trying to get help for him. He had been in and out of mental health institutions seven times by the time he was 21. Oh gosh. And Every time he went, uh, basically, the state law there is that four days is the maximum you can stay without a judge committing you. Mm-hmm. Well, they couldn't get a judge to commit him. Okay. And so they had really, really gone the rounds with uh, trying to help Blake and also keep other people safe from Blake. They were terrified of him sure. because he was violent and was constantly talking about and, and doing things that were frightening. So when he was 21, his mom was doing 
the laundry and she discovered a receipt in one of his jeans pocket for an assault weapon, an assault rifle. Oh no. That he had purchased for about $900. Oof. And she called the police because she knew this could be really, really bad. And of course, I think, you know, perhaps she wondered if they, he was going to use it on them. Sure. Uh, no. In fact, uh, he was arrested and laid out the plan. He was going to go back to that same Walmart that weekend and was hoping to cause a mass casualty event in the Walmart and escape and get to the nearby movie theater, the next door movie theater, and uh, create a mass casualty mass casualty event there as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he was convicted. He was convicted of uh, planning an armed assault, and he did do some time. And, you know, hopefully he's getting the help that he needs now. But this has been a terrifying situation for his family. This was in 2014 that this happened, but his parents were rock stars, you know. They, mm -hmm. they were rock stars. They recognized his potential to do harm, and they probably saved a lot of people's lives by what they did do. Oh, it sounds like they did. It sounds yeah. like they did. And of course, they didn't know what the outcome was going to be, just like we didn't. We don't know what the outcome no. would have been with Brian Laundrie either. But no. at least there was a, an attempt made here, you know. And in mm -hmm. that situation, it had a positive outcome. Yeah. You know, what, what was wrong with trying? Yeah. Right, right. And yes, he did some jail time, but he needed it. He, he needed more authorities involved. He needed more intervention and he got it. Well, and yeah. He but it needed, also saved his life because he had be also, well, yeah, but he'd also indicated uh, that he would likely commit suicide by cop. And mm -hmm. so, you know, in, in every way they saved a lot of lives. Yeah. So let's talk about Nick. I'm going to have to struggle with this last name. Nick Spasejevic. <laughs> Nick we're going to call him okay. Nick. We're going to call him Nick. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, he's in Australia. So Nick, in 2018, Nick uh, was the son of a very wealthy family. He also was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, son of a very wealthy family who uh, had struggled quite a bit with drug addiction. And one day on the news, his parents saw a story about a recent rash of cab drivers being robbed at knife point and there mm. was a cctv picture of mm. a young man this picture here and oh, they knew boy. right away who that was that was their son yeah these people were wealthy they probably could have done any number of things to brush this under the rug to take their son somewhere else to whatever they needed to do what they did do was immediately call authorities and turn him in and he Good. did go to prison for six years for what he did. Well, I mean, he did the, those crimes, you know. Mm -hmm. he, he should have gone to prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at least there weren't any more. And at least he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Because his parents turned him in. Yeah. Protected him and the community. Mm -hmm. They weren't willing to just let that go. And honestly, and not that, you know, rich people or poor people should do things any differently, but truly, 
they could have probably gotten him out of this. They could have done whatever, and they didn't. They made him turn himself in. Mm-hmm. So this is a rare one. But let's talk about this young lady. This is Nicole Savario. Nicole Savario had been plotting a massive killing spree at her school. Oh, my gosh. Her dad, uh, she had been really uh, troubled and challenging. And her dad found a journal at home that detailed the school's security system and the school's emergency plan, as well as bomb materials and writing about weapons. So he alerted the police. As soon as he read this in her journal, he called the police and said, I don't know, but this is what I found in my daughter's journal. And I don't know if she's going to do something at her school. And the police went directly to the school and pulled her out that very day, that very moment. Like they were not messing around. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, at their house, they found quite a few of the items in her journal that she had been planning for this attack, she had scheduled the attack for April 5th, which was only two weeks from the time he found the journal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He saved her school from a mass casualty event. Yeah, he did. And likely her life because, uh, yet again, she was planning on setting off bombs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She saved she was her life. Working well. on building bombs in his home. Yeah. Oh, my God. And not only did he save a lot of kids' lives likely in teachers and probably hers, but who knows who else because she had no business building bombs and anything mm. could have gone wrong in their home. Right. You know, their whole city block, who knows, you know. Right. But uh, he didn't mess around with this. He immediately, and this one I think speaks volumes because dads have such a tendency to protect their daughters. Mm-hmm. And he was brave enough and wise enough to get the authorities involved in this immediately. And that was 100% the right decision in this yeah, situation. No wow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Aaron or Robert Aaron Long. Do you guys remember Robert Aaron Long? There he is. Oh yeah. This is the Atlanta spa shooter. Right. So this was the guy who showed up at a bunch of different, uh, like Asian salons, Korean, uh, like massage parlors and things mm-hmm. or spas and shot and killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and later he said it was because he had such a raging sex addiction and his religious beliefs didn't uh, support that. And he was so angry about it that he was killing people was basically the answer. Uh, You know. Whoa. Yeah. But this one is pretty interesting. Uh, They, after the first shooting happened at what was the Cherokee County Spa, they had released some surveillance footage and a couple called the police and said, that's our son. And Mm. this is what he's driving. And this is how you track what he's driving. Wow. They actually provided them with uh, the information they needed to track his car Mm -hmm. to get him uh, controlled. And that one's huge because he killed multiple people. I mean, he's 
he's in prison and, for life. You know? And could have killed more, probably. Well, well he was on his way to kill more. Yeah. He was on his way to kill more. He was on his way when they finally did get him picked up and find him. Uh, I believe he killed six or he killed five and injured several more. Mm-hmm. But he was on his way then to Florida because that's where he believed uh, there was a lot of sex workers. And he was hoping to kill as many sex workers as he could. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Now, this kid, he had no criminal record. He had not been in trouble. There was, he was kind of weird, I think, but there was no, you know, major triggers thinking that he would do something like this. Mm -hmm. But as soon as his parents saw that surveillance on TV, they called the police and helped the police find him and get him into custody. Yeah. And even though he killed five people, God, how many more did they save? Right. Because he was headed to Florida to just start gunning women down right and left. Well, and he probably, they probably saved his life too, because he would have been killed by the police at that point. At some point. Yeah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Yep. So one more, and this one, the Crumblies should really pay attention to. Yeah, because the Crumblies really are the other example of what not to do in Mm -hmm. this situation when you have a child who's struggling. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. This took place in Utah at a junior high. And this was a few years ago. A family, some parents, they knew their son was acting weird. Their son had been acting weird for uh, a bit. He was a teenager. And one morning he was particularly acting really strange. And after he left for school, they were just talking about how worried they were about him. And he was just not acting right. And they just went ahead and checked. And guess what was missing from their house? Two firearms. Mm-hmm. So these two race to the school while calling the police and run into the school and start searching for their son. Mm-hmm. Well, their son happens to be in a classroom with a teacher and 24 students terrorizing them with a gun. And he shoots a hole in the ceiling. Uh, with one of the guns and his parents hear the gun blast and run into that classroom, literally like tackle and subdue this kid and get the guns away from him and hold him until the police can get there and take him into custody. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. All because he was acting weird and they felt weird about how he was, what he was like that morning and decided to look and make sure that everything was okay. Yeah. All because. That story is amazing to me. It is. That's absolutely amazing. Hard to imagine what he could have done. Right. And how much damage he could have done had he, uh, had they not gotten there when they did. Right. Right. Yeah. And it is, you know, I, I don't want to minimize how hard it must be to report your own child to the police. No, no. But. Look that's at a what horrible can thought. happen. Yeah. Look, look at what can happen. You know, think about what could have happened with Ethan Crumley if yeah. his parents had, I don't know, given one damn about him or his mm-hmm. school. They yeah. they could have easily prevented what he did. He was a school shooter. If you guys don't know, we've been covering him quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we've got several episodes on him and his family. Well, 
his parents are both in jail being charged and being held with a really high bond that they're never going to get out on uh, with four counts each of involuntary manslaughter because they didn't prevent this when they absolutely could have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Being a parent sucks sometimes and it is hard as hell. It'll be the hardest thing you ever do. Right. But, and, and again, it's easy to say what you would do. It is. It's easy to say what you would do if you're not faced with this situation. But I think uh, it's easy to see here that there's plenty of parents who were willing to stand up when they needed right. to, willing to speak up and hold their kids accountable and also to prevent further casualties, further deaths. Obviously, right. it can be done, laundries. It can yeah. be done. Can be done. And 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 would they have not lost their own son in this yeah. situation? You know? Yeah. I mean, they knew the entire time, it sounds like, after the day after he killed Gabby, they knew. Mm-hmm. And what were they doing to try to help him? I mean, he was clearly in some kind of crisis himself. Not only that, he was there for days. What the hell was he doing? And then he drove all the way back to Florida he was a threat to himself and other people that entire time. Okay. You time. cannot tell me he wasn't a threat to others. You yeah, can't. He was. We know that the day before Gabby died, they believe the day before, there was an incident, or was it the day of? I think it was the day I before. I think it was the day was of. The day in of. The Mary Piglets. Yes, in Mary Piglets in Jackson Hole, uh, an incident where he got really shitty and aggressive with a server, with a waitress. Yeah. And Gabby ended up outside on the sidewalk crying while Brian's inside being an ass. I mean, not only did he murder Gabby, but certainly he wasn't stable. He wasn't safe. And yeah. they just let him be loose in the world like that. Right. After he'd already killed one person. Yeah. And then eventually took his own life. I mean, it's just, it's it's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand certainly why Gabby's family is suing. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you look at this, you know, for one, they knew they assisted him in escaping. And just from a moral standpoint, what the hell is the matter with those people? Mm-hmm. You know, that they let mm-hmm. everybody suffer the way that they did. Brian included, you know. Yeah. There there could have been, had they reported to the authorities in that area and, and reported what he was driving and what they knew, nobody even knew Gabby was missing until after he got back to Florida from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they did, but they didn't tell yeah. anyone, but her family didn't know. No. No. This could have ended a lot differently. And from a different standpoint, that's maybe not as important, but in some eyes it is, the fiscal part of this. Oh, yeah. The amount of money that was spent looking for Gabby in Grand Teton, the other lives that were endangered by search and rescue, and uh, the sheriff's office and people like that that were out searching for her. And then on the flip side, everybody searching for Brian in Florida. Yeah. Millions of dollars were spent. Millions of dollars to answer a question that these two already had the answer to. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just, I, it's unfathomable to me mm-hmm. because nowhere in any of this, did this seem to be something that helped their son that as no. parents, at least at the very minimum, they should be helping their kid. This didn't help him. It no. led to a suicide. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, it's a tough one to take. Mm-hmm. It's a master class in what not to do. That's for it, sure. It really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that uh, research that you did. Cause I feel like that's, yeah. a, it, it's important to counter these things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have to go that way. No. It, and it no. didn't have to go the way of Ethan Crumbly, whose no. parents could have stopped that shooting the day that it happened could have totally. stopped it. Um, you know, so there are definite many examples out there of parents being brave enough yeah. to speak up and protect their community and protect their kid. hundred percent. Yep. And, you know, that's what, at least we hope there's a lesson learned yeah. from that situation. Well, and may none of us ever, ever have to face something like that. Absolutely. But I think the other piece of that I just want to bring up briefly is how often when you see somebody commit a crime that their family is demonized. Yeah. And I think that's something that we need to be really, really careful about moving forward. Not talking about the laundries, but just talking about families in general. We're talking about families here who did the right thing. Right. And it's likely that they were still ostracized in their communities and at their jobs and in their families because their family member did this really terrible thing. And I think that in all cases, we need to remember who the actual criminal is and be careful about the way we treat families. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Daybell case is a really good example of that. It is. Uh, Lori Vallow's son, Colby, who has done literally nothing wrong, has had a whole community of people be really, really mean-spirited towards him. Uh, you know, leave ugly comments on his YouTube and on his Facebook and just, you know, in lots of ways, really go after him. A kid who did absolutely nothing wrong and whose mother murdered his siblings and his stepdad. Yeah. You know, but also Chad's kids. Mm -hmm. And that's a touchier one because they've been a little bit more outspoken and, and, you know, people don't like that. And they have supported their dad when, you know, the public at large seemed to, you know, have a general consensus that they think that Chad is a murderer and killed their mom and helped kill the kids. And yeah, I'm not arguing any of those points, but they have been treated very poorly in the community uh, and and in in, in general. And it's easy to, uh, you know, to, to go that way. And, And that one is a harder one because it does seem like maybe some of the kids knew some of the things that were going on and that'll probably play out in the courts. I hope it does. But still, there has been a very mean-spirited vibe towards this family that uh, has also lost so much, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and maybe that's not the best example, the Daybells, because we know some of them uh, seem to maybe have covered up for their dad. But again, we don't know that for sure yet. Uh, Right, right. But it it, it needs to be said, you know, that if Mm -hmm. someone commits a crime, it doesn't make their entire family guilty. No. No, it doesn't. Now, if that family then assists that person, different mm-hmm. story. Diff- totally different story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But in the case of like all these parents whose kids committed crimes and they went right to the police or drug their kid right down to the station and turned them in, don't deserve the judgment. They don't deserve the harshness. They really right. don't. Right. 
they're doing what they can do. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember. But, you know, it also is important to remember that, you know, if you have a concern, if you have a fear, if you have a worry, mm-hmm. you speak up because yeah. that's what protects people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not saying anything results in terrible things happening. Right. And look at how many crimes were prevented or at least worse mm-hmm. crimes prevented by someone speaking up. Right. Well, I think about Blake Lammers, you know, who had bought the gun and had the plan to shoot up Walmart and the uh, movie theater. Not only did his parents prevent a mass casualty, but they also prevented him from being a murderer, you know, and from doing much more time and hopefully helped him get some of the help that he needs all at the same time. But, you know, he could have. It could have been so much worse for him as well. It really it really could have. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, snitches don't always get stitches. No, no. See something, <laughs> say something. Yes. If there's something, if there's one thing, and there's many things I've learned covering crime for this long. What, but the main one is if you see something or if you have a hunch or you feel, you know, mm-hmm. concerned about something, speak up. Mm-hmm. It harms no one to say what you think, even if you're wrong, it's okay. Yep. Not yep. rather be wrong than be right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, this has been our Monday episode. So mm-hmm. we will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday with new episodes and Wednesday night with the Wednesday night case up live stream, <laughs> Wednesday night case update live stream <laughs> at 7 PM mountain and the psychic hour at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain on Thursday as well. Yes. So we just want to say thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. And you know what? We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great day. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>